From Air Candy Podcasts, you're listening to Resurrection Media's Possession. Is the girl Michaela okay? No, she's not. She's dead. Murdered. We think by him. Chris McKenzie, get out of that car with your hands up. A county's wide manhunt had come to an end, and Chris McKenzie was in custody. A community was in mourning. And just like that, she was gone. The emotional impact of the campus tragedy cut very deep. These were teenagers, new friends, starting out on their college journey together. And now one of them was dead. But was Chris the murderer? No, no. I I, I didn't kill her, man. I... I tried to save her. As the interrogation ground into the wee hours of the morning, a second suspect emerged. It sounded like an old man with a gravelly voice had gotten into the dorms. Was this old man roaming the halls the actual murderer? He was screaming at the top of his lungs, really angry. I think this old guy may have had something to do with the murder. And just who was the mysterious Mr. Bubbs? I remember Mr. Bubbs from a long time ago. He was an old homeless guy in the neighborhood where we grew up. We did something bad to that old man. Something really, really bad. Mm-hmm. They call me Mr. Bubbs. Remember me? It was a mystery spawned from a terrible truth buried deep in one student's past. And now, the truth about Mr. Bubbs was about to be revealed. But would it be enough to save Chris McKenzie from a death sentence? Hi, I'm Vishesh Chatra, and this is Resurrection Media's Possession. This series is a dramatization of certain facts and events. The names have been changed and some of the events and characters have been fictionalized, modified, or composited for dramatic purposes. And now, here's Jafina Kay with episode four, part one of Remember Me. Chris McKenzie was now in custody and under arrest. The police found blood on his hands and clothes. There were defensive wounds on his hands and face and human flesh under his fingernails. The police were certain when the DNA tests came back, the flesh would belong to Michaela Harriford. ADA Tara Richardson was starting to build her case. I see you've got a wealth of circumstantial evidence, but no confession. You're right. We did not get a confession from Chris. But once the DNA evidence comes in, I'm sure we'll have enough for a conviction. No eyewitnesses, and no murder weapon either. No, not yet. It doesn't mean we won't get him, though. It takes time to build a case like this. What about this other suspect? This Mr. Bubbs? We're looking into that. While a handful of students questioned whether Chris had done it or not, General public sentiment in the close-knit Claremont community was leaning toward him as the murderer. I sat down with Taylor, her mother, and Michaela's mother 
to get their opinion. So ladies, by a show of hands, who of you thinks Chris is guilty of this crime? The mothers are saying yes. Does anyone believe a third party might be involved? Both mothers are shaking their heads no. Mrs. Hereford, what can you tell us about Mr. Bubbs? From what I've gathered, your daughter had a history with him. I disagree. I've never heard of him. Michaela has never mentioned him to me or anyone in the family. I think one of the girls made it up. Chris is a very sweet, likable boy. I think the girls in the dorm are finding it hard to blame him, so they're looking for someone else to blame. So you believe this Mr. Bubbs doesn't exist? I'm sure of it. No one I know has ever heard of him. Michaela's boyfriend, Chris, and no one else did this to her. And I hope he gets the death penalty for it. After several weeks, Chris remained the only suspect the police seemed to be interested in pursuing. We asked about the second suspect on several occasions, but didn't get much in the way of answers. ADA Richardson, have you looked into the whereabouts of this Mr. Bubbs on the night of the murder? No, not yet. But we're getting to it. With no headway being made by the police on the second suspect, we, the staff at Resurrection Media's possession, decided to dig a little deeper ourselves. While no one in the Hereford family had heard of Mr. Bubbs, we knew there were two girls who grew up with Michaela. Two girls who knew a lot more than they told the police. Bridget, did you know that no one in Michaela's family has ever heard of Mr. Bubbs? I didn't, but I'm not surprised. That actually wasn't his name. It wasn't? Honestly, I don't know what his name was. Mr. Bubbs was a name Michaela made up. You know, like an insult. She'd say, there goes Mr. Bubbs eating out of the garbage again. Or, Mr. Bubbs, you smell so bad, get away from me. It was just a goofy name she made up that just stuck. That's what we all called him. And you have no idea what his real name was? Nope. No idea. I get the sense from what you said earlier. You girls were mean to Mr. Bubbs. It really started with Michaela. We just followed along. You told me earlier that whenever Michaela saw Mr. Bubbs, he brought out her dark side. Surely he did do something to provoke this. This darkness. No, not at first. If we were walking home from school and she saw him, she'd go out of her way to be mean. Like this one time, he was sweeping up in front of one of the shops and Michaela walked right through his pile of dirt and kicked it. So he'd have to start all over again. Did you and Sherry participate in this? No, we... we laughed, you know? Hmm. When I asked if he did something to her, you said, not at first. So eventually, he did do something? Yes, he did do something that triggered her little prank. I wouldn't exactly call what he did bad, though. So there was an incident that triggered her prank. Oh, yeah. And that... 
I guess that was the beginning of the end. A suspect was in custody, but was he the murderer? Or was a second, more mysterious party involved? It was a mystery spawned from a terrible truth buried deep in one student's past. Act one of this crime story fueled by a long-forgotten vendetta. Coming up. Are you among the thousands enjoying Resurrection Media's possession? You can help us keep making more terrific shows like this one by doing two things. Take a moment to like our podcast and then be sure to leave a review. Likes and reviews go a long way towards helping more fans like you to find our podcast. This simple task ensures that we can continue to tell great stories like the one you're listening to now. So please, take a moment to like our podcast and leave a review. Thank you for your support. And now back to Remember Me. From Air Candy Podcasts, you're listening to Resurrection Media's Possession. Hi, I'm your host, Vishesh Chatra, with our presentation of a story about murder, a debt to be paid, and possession. Here again is Jafina Kay with episode four, act one of Remember Me. There was possibly a second suspect in Michaela's murder the authorities weren't pursuing. So me and the team set out to uncover all we could about the mysterious Mr. Bubs. Bridget had revealed that Michaela Hereford had a dark side, a mean streak that most people weren't aware of, and that the prank, as Bridget called it, was triggered on a bright, sunny Saturday afternoon. So, what happened that Saturday afternoon? We'd just come out of the coffee shop me, Sherry, and Michaela. Michaela was holding her favorite ice-blended drink, and um, she must have tripped on the door jam or something. Anyway, she stumbled, and the cap on the drink must have been loose because the drink went splashing all over her. I mean, all over her. She was wearing a new white sweater, too. Boy, did she get mad. She started swearing, saying things like, her sweater was ruined and, and she was going to sue the store and that someone could get really hurt by their negligence. And then, all of a sudden, we hear this laughter. It was more like cackling coming from nearby. We look over and a few doors down is old Mr. Bubs busting a gut over Michaela's misfortune. Well, Michaela lost it. She called him a useless waste of human flesh she said something like, the world would be a better place if he would just kill himself. She said that? Yes, she got really ugly. I'd never seen her that angry before. Old Mr. Bubs just kept on laughing and said, God don't like ugly, and went on his way. Him leaving didn't stop her, though. She called after him, God don't like you, you useless bum. I mean, I don't remember all she said, but it was bad. And after that day, she had it in for him. She'd come to school with plans she'd hatched in the middle of the night to do things to him. Horrible things. 
she became obsessed. What kind of horrible things did she have in mind for Mr. Bubs? I... I'm... I don't... Look, Michaela's gone. Let's just let her rest in peace, okay? But suppose Mr. Bubs is the one who actually did this to her. Shouldn't he be brought to justice? I'm sorry. I'm done here. Bridget was clearly reluctant to say more. So we went looking for the third member of their threesome, Sherry. We also went in search of the mysterious Mr. Bubs. Enter missing persons investigator, Hiram Daly. Mr. Daly and his agency have been locating missing persons for over 30 years. They've assisted in recovering at-risk missing children, missing teens, missing adults, and loved ones. They are top-rated for recovery and reunification of missing persons with a 75% success rate. Wow, 75%. That's a very impressive success rate. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for meeting with me today. So, how do you do it? How do you go about finding the missing? Let me start out by saying your case is different. Usually we have a name and an idea of when the person was last seen. We mostly work with relatives trying to locate a loved one, so looking for a guy whose name you don't know and no one has seen for six or seven years is different. Really different. I agree. Is it impossible? No, no, I didn't say that. It's just outside of our everyday normal cases all. So to answer your question, the first thing we need to do is find out his name, his real name. We'll send an investigator to his last known whereabouts. That's the town where your victim grew up and start talking to people. Hopefully someone there took the time to get to know the guy. Sounds like a plan. Keep us posted. You know I will. As Daly's team started searching for Mr. Bubbs, the Claremont DA's office was moving quickly to bring Chris to trial. And this next development would really speed things along. The DNA test had come back. The blood and skin under Chris's fingernails was a match for Michaela Harriford. Do you enjoy comedy and horror? I know I do. Coming from Resurrection Media, the Resurrection Podcast, where we combine very funny comedians with very serious horror aficionados. The result is hilarious and horrific, or hilarific. Tune into the Resurrection Podcast coming soon, wherever you get your podcasts. And now back to Remember Me. From Air Candy Podcasts, you're listening to Resurrection Media's Possession. A murder, cryptic writing on the wall, and now a second suspect. Meanwhile, Michaela's DNA was found under Chris's fingernails. Was this the final nail in his coffin? Here now is Jafina Kay with the conclusion of Remember Me, Episode 4. While ADA Richardson moved to charge Chris with second-degree murder, 
we were hot on the trail of an additional suspect, the mysterious Mr. Bubs. Hi, Taylor. How are you holding up? I'm good. As good as can be expected. We're looking into the second suspect theory. We're hearing Michaela had a dark side. Had you ever witnessed it? You talked to Bridget. We did. I told you there was a weird energy between them. Would it surprise you to hear that Bridget and Michaela were once best friends? Really? Wow. (laughs) That does surprise me. I never got a sense they were that close. I told Taylor about my conversation with Bridget. About Michaela's dark side. About the incident at the coffee shop. And about her having it in for Mr. Bubbs. We think Mr. Bubbs may have wanted revenge. Why? For calling him names? Kids call people names all the time. It's hard to believe a man would kill someone for that. She did something horrible to him. We're not sure what she did yet, but I believe whatever she did, it may have led to her murder. So you don't know what she did? You're just fishing here? No, we don't know, but we're en route to finding out. I can assure you of that. Good. All I want to know is the truth. No matter where it leads us? No matter where it leads us. As it turned out, Sherry, Michaela's other childhood friend, wasn't very easy to locate. While in high school, her family moved to the East Coast when her father got a new job in corporate America. But after several phone calls and several dead ends, we discovered Sherry was living with her boyfriend in Bridgeport, Connecticut. We caught up with her, and of all places, a coffee shop. Hi, Sherry. I'm Kay. Thanks for meeting with me. Sure. But look, I've got to get back to work. I only get a half hour for lunch. Then I'll get right to it. In middle school, you hung out with Michaela Hereford and a girl named Bridget. Yep, sure did. What can you tell me about that relationship? Well, I met Michaela in the sixth grade. Or maybe it was the fifth. We met Bridget in the 7th, and we became best friends. So you did everything together? Oh, yeah. Walked to school, hung out after school, weekends, sleepovers. My mom used to call us the Three Musketeers. So you had plenty of opportunities to witness Michaela's so-called dark side up close. Oh, yeah. So she really did have a dark side. More than a dark side. There was an evil streak in Michaela. That's why I stopped hanging around with her. But that was after her prank. It was because of her prank. Care to tell me what happened? Sure. Okay. After some backstory, Sherry filled me in on the horror of what Michaela had done to Mr. Bubbs. Her prank. We pick it up as Sherry tells me about Michaela's plan. After the incident at the coffee shop, she just couldn't get him out of her head. Every day it was, she's going to do this or she's going to do that. Somehow Michaela found out where Mr. Bubbs was spending the night. He slept in an old coal bin in the basement of an old apartment building. The space had been used to store coal back in the 50s. Now 
It was just a tiny, barren room off the basement. It didn't have any electricity or anything. It was just a safe place where he could spend the night. Michaela wanted us to go there after dark. After he bedded down for the night. And, you know, to do her prank. And did she actually call it a prank? Yeah, that was her sense of humor. When we heard what she wanted to do to him, we didn't want to go along. But you did go along. Yeah, we did. Both of us. She set the whole thing up, though. All we did was go because she wanted us to see. She called me around nine that night. Said he was in bed and to come now. Meet her around the back of the building and be quiet. I didn't want to go. I'm sure Bridget didn't want to go either. We didn't want any part of it. We went because she was our friend. And friends support each other, right? When we got there, she was standing in the shadows. She had a gas can full of gasoline. I didn't see it. But we could both smell it. Oh my god. I couldn't believe she was really going to go through with it. I was so scared. My knees were starting to shake. We tried talking her out of it right then. We told her she could lose her college scholarship if someone found out. We thought that might work, but it didn't. She told us both to shut up and follow her and be quiet. Then the three of us slipped inside the basement. It was dark in there. Really dark and creepy. But Michaela knew exactly where she was going. She'd obviously been there before. We got to an opening. He's in there, she whispered. We could hear him breathing. Heavy, like he was sleeping. She told us to take out our phones and when she gave the command to snap on the light. She wanted to film it. Oh my god. She wanted us to film it. <sighs> then she crept inside. And we followed. What else could we do? It was so dark in there. We couldn't see anything. Just pure pitch black. We couldn't hear anything either. Just his heavy breathing and the sound of the gas sloshing around inside the can. We could smell the gas. Oh, God. We could smell it. The fumes were making me nauseous. Then, all of a sudden, it was like quiet. I mean, really quiet. Like maybe he woke up or something. Then Michaela called out. Take that, Mr. Bubs. And then I could hear the gas sloshing as she began pouring it all over him. He was crying out. Stop that. What's going on here? Don't. Don't. That's when Michaela called to us. Lights. And even before we could turn our phone lights on and start shooting, we could hear the cigarette clicker. Click, click, click. No! 
cried out, Don't! Don't! He knew what was coming. That he was about to be set ablaze. Oh my god! He was crazy with fear, pleading for his life. He could smell all the fumes from the gasoline filling the tiny room, hear him pleading, and my head was so full of that sound. Click! 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 Hello, Kay. We found you, Mr. Bugs. His real name is Albert McCarthy, and... They call me Mr. Bubs. Remember me? A mystery for the ages. Did the mysterious Mr. Bubs return from the grave possessing Chris McKenzie to carry out his deadly revenge? Or was something else going on here? More of our paranormal murder mystery with a surprising twist on the next Possession. Are you among the thousands enjoying Resurrection Media's possession? You can help us keep making more terrific shows like this one by doing two things. Take a moment to like our podcast and then be sure to leave a review. Likes and reviews go a long way towards helping more fans like you to find our podcast. This simple task ensures that we can continue to tell great stories like the one you're listening to now. So please, take a moment to like our podcast and leave a review. Thank you for your support, and now back to Remember Me. You've been listening to Resurrection Media's Possession, a production of Air Candy Podcast and Resurrection Media. Possession stars me, Vishesh Chatra, and Jafina Kay. It's produced by Bruce Jones, Eric Van Lowe, and S.K. Dane. It's directed by Bruce Jones with original music by Matt Silverman. Our series is executive produced by Tim Hightower and John Moriarty. Resurrection Media's Possession is a fiction podcast based on true events. For a complete cast list, go to resurrection-media.com. <laughs>